Hey Wildcats, and welcome to Intermediate Studies of Podcast and Originality, where every week we watch, love, and talk about an episode of the greatest TV show of all time, Community. I'm your host, Mike, and today I'm joined by Reese, Sammy, and Jack. Today, we'll be talking about intermediate documentary filmmaking, in which Pierce pretends to be dying so he can bequeath a series of cryptic and sometimes mean-spirited gifts to his study partners, and Arbor decides to shoot a documentary film of the situation. Uh, before we begin, I'd like to say a big thank you to Spike Kappa for our amazing theme music. Also, once you're done here, feel free to check out our main podcast, Sorry Meadows, available on Apple and Spotify, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sorry Meadows Podcast. Now, as usual, I want to begin by seeing what everyone thought of the episode. But uh, as I couldn't come up with a way to get the documentary into the intro, what I'm instead going to do is, as I uh, ask each of you to tell me what you thought, I'm going to give you a confusing bequeathment. Okay. (laughs) Do we have to figure out what the purpose is by the end of the episode? No, because it will be very clear, because they're all stolen from the episode. Uh, So, Jack, for you, I'm going to give you an audio recording of all the Sorry Meadows members badmouthing you behind your back. Oh, come yeah. on, that doesn't And what happen. did you think of the episode? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good episode. It's weird, because it's not really like a, a funny episode, is it? It's not I don't know. It's quite much funny, comedy though. in it. I Really? I I thought it was like quite... There's quite a lot of character stuff. It's like main, mean Pierce now, aren't we? He's just a villain. Um, it started a few episodes ago, but yeah, full full-fledged villain now. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was, you know, a funny episode, really. I just, I very much brushed these bequeathments out between episodes. Sammy, I'm going to ask you what you thought of the episode. And your, your bequeathment is a personal visit from Alison Brie, specifically not a photograph. I would love that. I'm just, I'm just happy with that bequeathment. Um... I fully get where Jack's coming from, but I also get where Reese is coming from. Like, there's a lot of humour to be had from the episode, even though the episode isn't inherently f- comedic in its, like, premise. It's Pierce is a dick to all his friends. That's the premise of the episode. Um, but, like, Troy's reaction, whilst heartbreaking for him, for to meet, um... Is it oh, LeVar? His facial expression is hilarious. Burton. Um, <laughs> like, in, in terms of, like, the show and, like, the characters and stuff, like, that's obviously, it's not funny, but, like, his reaction to it is quite amusing. So, uh, I def- I'm definitely getting both sides of that there. Um, I, I quite like this episode. It's a nice um, shake-up of the format, like, it's documentary format. Um, I think there's some good holes poked in the format by Arbed and... Yeah, I like the the stuff. It's quite uh, a piece of quite observant. It's almost like a bottle episode, apart from they're not all in. Well, they are technically all in the hospital, but like they are it's essentially all episode. in the hospital. It is essentially a bottle episode. I oh. there's lots find. of rooms, and they even go outside. I ha- I do have a query. Uh, what do you think our beds a bequeathment would have been? Well, I don't want to say anything because uh, it's spoilery. <laughs> Sorry. I was about to say something, but it spoils stuff. Yeah, I think um, it's very clear what it was supposed to be, but we'll have to say it in the later season. Uh, Reese, I'm going to ask you what you thought of the episode. Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> I can, I can go Reese, twice as high. Before you say what you look, thought, it's your, in a book, your bequeathment. Reading rainbow. It's your bequeath visit rainbow. from your <laughs> it's a visit 
What's Reese's bequeathment? Reese, your dad is on the way in a taxi. He'll be there in an hour or two, give or take. We've had a couple. He's had a couple of drinks tonight, so I hope not. (laughs) Uh, What did you think of the episode? This is my favourite genre of community episode. Uh, I, I I don't think there's anything as consistent in the entirety of the show as their documentary episodes. I know you don't like the series four one particularly, but I it's for me I think it's, it's a shining light in that season. Yeah, but I I still I still think it's presented in a really excellent way. This is like a very it's like it's like a very simple version of 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 the later documentary episodes. Um, I. See, they, I think this is where me and you disagree, Mike, with documentaries. I remember you said a couple of, well, a couple of years ago now, and you said that you know, your interest in a documentary depends on your your interest in the subject matter. And I'm very much, I, I, I don't, I don't. Okay, think it's that. an important element. See, I, I've never felt that to be a massively important element with documentaries. I think with a documentary, you you, you have to tell a story with with the with the quotes and the interaction with real people it's still it's still you have to make a story out of it you have to find where the narrative is and that's what i really like about this episode is that it's very clear from the start that okay pierce is here to torture them How, and and like the way that they edit it in in that it, it looks like incidental all the different shots going together but you've got to remember someone's fakely edited this together like and there are even bits of like shirley well shirley gets cut off when she's about to go into a deep backstory and it's like a, a no no, someone's edited this um, with 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 um, air quotes. Um, yeah, I love the fact that it carries straight on from the from the previous episode. Um, watching these back to back, really, it's, I, I not that I didn't notice it before, but I usually start this episode like without watching the previous episode. And so, okay, that's where the, the subject goes from. I love the Gregory Hines reference. Um, uh, I just uh, that's, that's I know where nice little line from um, Troy. And yeah, I, 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 I disagree with, with, with Jack. I think this is a, I think this is a laugh from start. It's laughs from start to finish. Even the most serious um, scenes have have something about them. You have got Levar Burton coming in. You've got Shirley's um, like worrying. You've got Britta being awful <laughs> to the cat. Well, she's not being awful, but she looks like she's being awful. And I'm going to say it. This is Joel McHale's best performance in in any episode of Community. I think this is this is. I, I don't think you see Jeff as as vulnerable or as um, or as animated as as as, as this episode. Um, I think John McHale's fantastic in this, particularly when when the, the compilation of shots of him freaking out and he just goes ha ha, just looking around. Love it. Don't you dare intercut this with footage of me freaking out. <laughs> I, I think it's brilliant. a fantastic episode. I also love this episode. This is. Another uh, of my 35 perfect episodes. Uh, I think it's excellent. It does what all the best community episodes do. It nails the genre it's doing. It's like you said, it really cuts it together. Like you're watching a real documentary. It's also very funny. Like it's just so many like great lines in it. And it also just, it does again, what all the best episodes have showed us. It really digs into every single character and like who they are. Same as um, Mixology did only a few episodes earlier. Like it really gets the character's core in only like a few lines, um, and it uses Pierce villain so well. 
Um, yeah, I just, I really <laughs> love the Sorry, Reese. <laughs> yeah, it is nice to see Pierce taking like a proper villain role, and it's an, it's a very overt as well. Yeah. Like he confesses it to. <laughs> he confesses it to Arbed right at the beginning, and Arbed, rather than tell his friends that Pierce is fucking with them. It's like, now nah, I want to see how this plays out. <laughs> I want to the same with, um, with the Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Um, Heart of Darkness documentary makes, doesn't he? So, again, Arbed will do and anything Arbed's for kind of... he's, he's a self. He's a selfish person. Yeah. And he gets um, Pavel and Garrett to help him. Yeah, he, he likes analysing people as well, doesn't he? It's like his main thing is he likes seeing how people react to but things. and We've you know, regularly said on the podcast that Arbed is good at everything except making films but the one genre he's very good at is documentaries the one where he has I was going to say little creative input but that's not true based he does because I think Arbed's very good at manipulating a narrative for a documentary um, but it's like you he's said, good Jack, at manipulation he's good at, and then filming that yeah he's good at he really loves analysing people which is why he makes such a good documentary but he also He's sort of a bit of a fly on the wall anyway, especially at this point. I think by season like five, he's he's not that anymore. But here, he's still very much a fly on the wall, and that suits a documentary. Um, I think it's a bloody excellent episode. Your bequeathal is at hand. Don't you have Do a, you real have a job? regular job here? <laughs> that was an explainer. Um, but you're not next. Uh, or what? You'll do half the work. Of, you'll do twice the work of a doctor for half as much pay. Thank you. <laughs> right, which who who should we talk about first? Because we can we can do this character by uh, character. Shall we go in yeah. the order of the bequeathments? bequeathments. I think we start and then maybe... save Pierce and Arbed for last. I guess. Yeah. Um. So I guess maybe. Yeah, we'll end on Pierce. I, who's bequeathed Shirley. first? Is it Shirley? Shirley. What a excellent bequeathal for Shirley. Yeah. yeah, because it's such a like nice tape in the end. Like they don't want to. I forgive you. But because she's Shirley and she's such like a guilt machine, <laughs> the second she is told it, it's just I forgive you. <laughs> burnt yeah, by, it's awful. Burnt isn't it? by many lasers onto this compact disc. <laughs> like, she doesn't this. even know, <laughs> and surely she knows Pierce is like he's Fucking a horrible guy. Like my first thought would have been he's clearly lying, and the other oh, members of the study group absolutely would talk about her behind her back. Oh, they absolutely do. They yeah. just know it when Pierce is filming them <laughs> or like recording them on his spy pen because they can all see the blinking light. <laughs> Sometimes, I guess, guilt. I use guilt as a weapon. And it's just, I think, <laughs> I think getting Shirley to sit down and admit I use guilt yeah. as a weapon is a big absolutely. deal because she does it so much and she very rarely realizes it. So being able to get her to admit it, even if she immediately does it again is a pretty big deal. And I think that's a big yeah. part of maybe where her arc goes in season three and and maybe a bit of four about how she kind of stops doing that a little bit, especially in some of her plots yeah, with Jeff. Yeah, season five. <laughs> um, <laughs> she goes yeah, the few plots with Jeff where she very much lets go of the way she uses guilt as a weapon and like embraces it and, and like makes it right. One episode in particular in season three, she does. Yeah, I think she's <clears throat> she's a good start point because, as, as Pierre says, she's she's the second most hated in the group. Uh, 
And she'll be the black sheep after black. he's uh, gone. Black... Oh, sorry, sorry. That's offensive. Black, <laughs> black swan. swan. <laughs> her her <laughs> gift is very similar to um, to Jeff's, I think, because there's a lot of there's a lot of guilt involved, maybe, with um, not trusting people, and so there's, there's quite a specific torment. I'm just trying to think, what, what's her gift in the end? I don't remember what she gets eventually. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's good that that she gets a bit of character development in this. In yeah, good. She gets she opens up to the camera. Everyone else is getting a talking head. <laughs> plays the guilt. <laughs> yeah, she immediately plays the guilt card. I didn't. I, I forgot about that. Uh-huh. <sighs> I suppose it began when. Um. Right. Right. Is is Sammy? Who is next? <laughs> oh, this is really is confusing. Is next? With, with the check. Did Sammy freeze? No. Sorry. No, Sammy's no. not freezing. He's stroking his. I'm fine. Little, little I was just listening bit. to you guys talk. Uh, you're right. It is Britain next. Savage. That, that gift. That is so awful, savage. Isn't it is because it? it's it's just a check. Yep. I'm like yeah. Britta. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but Britta wouldn't have been wrong to like accept that money if she really needed it. I don't think. No, um, I think you have to look after yourself before the you thing look is, after other people, right? She could take the check and put it all in her bank account and then pay, you know, yeah. £9,000 of it to a charity. And that's he, still a lovely thing. If he had handed it over and said, I'm giving you this check, I'm leaving it blank so you can put the money towards whatever you want, use it on yourself if you want, then immediately the guilt trip is gone. But he just knows that by saying, choose for a charity of your choice, I'm leaving it blank. He just knows that he's just destroyed Britta, like, in one go. Kick, get kicked out of her place in April. <laughs> a brilliant <laughs> piece of facial I acting. love how she's talking like it's not her at the start uh, amazing. as well. Um, I, I, I just... And I love that her, her, um, her conclusion is that she's not selfish. She's just stupid. <laughs> Dilemma diverted. <laughs> no, you're still stupid. Bit of fun away. I've got two hundred dollars. Dollars. You keep it. <laughs> I was expecting That's him to like give her money no. then. No, it's <laughs> an incredible Brita line in that scene, and it's. I knew you from Rebop. It was cancelled yeah. before I was born, but I watched some. I was nostalgic for a very young age. <laughs> and even 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 he's just like okay <laughs> yeah uh, she also has my uh, standout moment speak at about the end oh gosh yeah it's such a horrible gift and it, it it's like when I love it when Annie sits down next to her and like you, you, they, they have the tiara and the um, the check in like this like the, like the only two things in focus. Because they're the same sort of gift, like except one is actually no, this is a gift. The other is no, no. I'm trying to talk. I wouldn't say they are. No, they are. Focus. Well, that's not the same sort of gift, then, is it? Well, no, no, because, no, no, no. Villain Pierce. No, no, but but like interpretation-wise, Annie thinks that she's trying. She's she's meant to be guilty for getting it, isn't it? She can't work out what it's for. Yeah, she, yeah. Because that's the thing. She thinks the trick is that she just can't work it out. But I think it's where Villain Pierce works so well when they just write him like this. 
Because I can't think of any character in anything else where he could give his friends a check for like $5,000 and a tiara and have it be really evil. <laughs> like, Wasn't it just because Annie was his yeah, favourite? Yeah, just his favourite. Yeah. Are, these, are these blood diamonds? Uh. <laughs> are these Holocaust <laughs> diamonds? <laughs> but then no! She would, but she would, no! No! She would, no! She would no. Herself, so. You she shall die! It, it was to show that uh, she doesn't need it and... Uh... It's fine. So, your gift is a tiara. What does that mean? It's because you're my favourite. What does that mean? Creative <laughs> <laughs> license there. Um, Alison Bree is Annie so next? funny. Is, I guess yes. we're kind of talking about Annie next. Annie, we kind of started talking about Annie. Little Annie and Little Annie was an orphan in <laughs> An orphan? <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> totally got Uh... Yeah, it's just, uh, oh, it's, I always said it, just being able to write a character and give his friend a tiara because she's his favourite and just have it seem so evil is just great. Yeah. yeah, but Mike, Mike, do you know what Dylan Thomas said about death? <laughs> what? No, what? That's just Britain's entire. That's Britain's entire character in a in a nutshell, isn't it? Such care in this episode, like you can tell that they're very like they they don't go over the top of it. They they you can see how she's reacting, and it's all and all her all the character comes from the performance. Whereas you compare that with the last episode, where they're forcing her into a clearly awkward and wrong situation. Well. What can she do yeah. in that situation? She just has to be like mean, or she has to be like nervous. Like it's just they, they don't give much for a character to do. In this, they really hammer home that hmm, maybe this is an episode not, based on character, not based yeah. around a bad. It's joke. like it's like okay, she, she does the stuff in the last episode because she's trying to be like she's trying to like make her image better. But that's that's a selfish action. Where we learn in this, she's not stealth selfish. She's just stupid. She's I not love... selfish. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm just stupid with my money. <laughs> Crisis diverted. Beautiful or weird? Beautiful or weird? I mean, she's just like it's just such a good bureau. Just inventing words. That's a compliment. <laughs> half compliment, half insult. I coined that. That was an explainer brag. <laughs> <laughs> Both terrible and never used again. Yeah, with that's Jeff, my standard. But I want to wait until him. Yeah. Is that your standard? Okay, we won't talk about it then. <laughs> Jeff's gift in this is, I think, maybe my favourite part of this episode. I see where you're coming from with this being like John McHale's strongest. And the, the moment when he comes in and confronts Pierce, that's my standout. So I'd like if we say that too. Mm. But I think that Jeff and his dad from here through season four is one of my favourite, like, long running things in this show and i think this is the first place like we really get it right like jeff and, and his dad is yeah, a thing he, ser- he searches his name yeah. at the end of the season three, and it's drilled in a lot from here and i think it's one of the few plot lines that was carried into season four that it actually handles well and i think this is such a good setup for it because having jeff like by the end like except maybe there's some things i need to say to my father is is a huge deal for him and it is in like a weird twisted way 
like they point out in the episode, it's Pierce that he's got to thank for that. Even though Pierce wasn't doing it from like a place of friendship, place of he was doing it because he's an yeah. asshole. I've thought about this day many times, but I've always imagined it differently. For starters, I thought you would be the one in the bed, and I'll be a hologram. Oh, Jackie, Jackie, Jackie! Wait yes, <laughs> you gotta wait for that one. Uh, um, oh, yeah, I, I, th- I, I'm not a massive. Um, I'm, I'm on. I'm yeah, not a massive I... fan of the Jeff Dad stuff overall. I don't think it goes to a satisfying place. Maybe that's because I don't really like the writing on season four, where it comes to a light. Wow, you don't like the writing on season no, but four? It's, um, <laughs> Original. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I, I just like the way that it, it's the central focus. Like, there's, there's all these different things going around it, and we do focus on other characters, but it's quite clearly that's the most interesting story from Arved's point of view. Um, I love the foot he walks in and he, the fire comes on. Like, just little things like that. Like, setting the tone of. I, I bet, I bet, I bet Arved went to, to Pierce and went, Do you want, when he comes in, turn the fire on. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, it's like. Is, is your favourite moment the bit outside? No, a different bit. Okay, good. Um, where it escalates. Oh, uh, oh, it's yeah. my it's well, my favourite. Oh, well, we're all picking Jeff moments then, aren't we? Until Jack pitched Troy the whole episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jack. I guarantee you, Jack's going to pick Troy's um, staring face. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I fucking knew it. Jeff. Incredible. Yeah, Jeff reacts. Interacts with the other characters as well. Yeah, it's quite singular in this. It is because Jeff's like, Jeff doesn't want to show how much it's annoying him, so he sort of like isolates himself off to the side, and that's why he has that like breakdown montage. Ah! (laughs) 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 I know, I know, we're saying it. (laughs) His interaction with (laughs) Chris is incredible. <laughs> it goes south so fast. It's just those two together. <laughs> whenever they let them just be those two, being like sarcastic to each other, I just love it. Just love it. It's some of the best it stuff in the show. You, it makes you nostalgic because there's there's a lot less Jeff Britter in and, the future. But a lot of the Jeff Britter stuff we do get in the future is involving his dad. So I like that. Like yes. they yes. go to it here. Oh God, it's just. It's just such an important episode for Jeff to like have this stuff finally happening. And I love the way you know, he says, "Like your father will be, he'll be here in an hour or two, give or take a father." Because it's not anything, <laughs> not a sentence. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we need to speak up. You saw. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> oh. Ow, 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 ow. Again, in a way, I have sort of become like Jeff's... No. Should we do uh, PS I like, next, I like about that final shot. So what I like about that final shot as oh, well yeah. is that you've got... like it's, it's it's done from both sides of the door. So like Arbed like, films some... Or whoever it was, was, who was it? Uh, Pavel or... Um, uh, Garrett, like they were the other side of the door, like they had to take that that shot twice because they obviously you couldn't put the camera when they were looking through. Yeah. Um. um God, Troy. I told Pierce I never wanted to be about Bernie in person. I only wanted a picture. You can't disappoint a picture. 
What I love about Troy's whole thing is it's one joke that doesn't get old. It never gets old. It's and just one thing. I love a good Troy Barnes cry. Huddled in the bathroom. Put a fly in the sky. We can fight your ass. But I, it, it, I got, I got a little, I got a little bit of a different reaction to it this this time as well because it, it's clear Troy didn't have like the greatest family life, and like you think he relates, you know, he he feels like like he, him watching television as a kid is linked to some trauma in his family, mm. and so it was actually like he can't. He can't speak to LeVar Burton. He he breaks down while singing his, his the song of his favorite show or whatever. And he think, how how much subtext is there to to like past trauma? Because like you you met what his you met what his grandpa grandmother's like. He was a Jehovah Witness, which is quite a repressive uh, can be quite a repressive family situation to be in, particularly when you're young. Like it's it's how how much subtext is there to this joke that that it's, it is really funny, but you looking. It's quite traumatic as well, I'd say. Um, it's deep, deep character writing, in my opinion. Still funny though. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Just the, just the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, isn't he like doing something on his phone, or he's like looking down at something, isn't he? And he looks up, and then he, he just looks up, and it's like immediate. <laughs> in the study. <laughs> And what's what's great about like the times he goes to the toilet and the other room just to scream is he must have just been staring at him and then just got up and left and then came back and then just stared at him. Yeah. Perhaps you know me from Star Trek, or perhaps you know me from my earlier work, Reading Rainbow. <laughs> God disappointment. <laughs> I love Troy so much. And also, also Troy, Troy always looking at the camera. The camera. We can get that show oh. back in the air, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> if one of us dies, we'll promise to stage it as a as a suicide due to the unjust cancellation of Firefly. <laughs> Pierce. He's good in this, Pierce? isn't he? Yeah. Evil. He's funny. He's very good. And he's evil. As a, as be. just a straight out and out villain, an overt villain who's clear it's the villain. He really works as a character because he can say and do all this evil stuff, and you know that you're rooting against him. He's not he clearly didn't hear Jeff's yeah. voice message to everyone <laughs> from the end of uh, the previous one, where he just says how much he loves you all, and he says something specifically. Well, no, because he's like passed out in a park heart. because of his pill yeah. addiction. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's he, like we we've covered. He just knows exactly. Where what each buttons person to, press. to yeah. like stab them. I'm not really dumb. Over the last few weeks, yeah. it's become very apparent how little this group cares, how little respect this group has for me. So I summon them to exact my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Pierce yep. in a nutshell, isn't it? Like any button you press with Pierce is a, a button worth, in his mind, doing it's all this. A- it's insane, like, after this, that they even still talk to him. Oh, no, I... I some of this stuff is unbelievable yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. Especially what he does to Jeff. But uh, I, I think, think that's... 
as I think we've all had people in our lives who've done unforgivable things. It's taken a while before we cut them out, and I think that's this is what like the rest of the season sort of does now, and it does come to a head in this season because it's very much like a big focus of the finale is like Pierce has done too much now. Do you think they've had the vote yet? No, because just before the paintball. Just before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose he, he's got a bit more traumatising to do before. A then. bit more time. And it, and it does work. In season three, he's a much nicer character. He's much more like, he's yeah, still a bad overall. person, but he's the stuff he does is more in the group's favour. And it's it just builds really well. Because I think we've all become, this watch through, having to break it down, pretty fed up of Pierce a lot of the time. Like, a lot of him in season yeah, one and early like season him. two, especially when like they're doing the same jokes as him, it's like I don't like this. When they're doing this and actually doing his arc with like the villain stuff, it really works. Yeah, but I I I think I've I've enjoyed Britta and Shirley a lot more this time. Um, Britta's slowly becoming my favorite character yep. overall. Um, She's not the worst. Like... People lie. I have a I have a query, Mike. Is whether and I know we don't tend to go into the the, the behind the scenes stuff on the podcast. Uh, how much season two is affected well, by Chevy? Uh, it's season three where he started acting badly, like to the point where they had to change the writing. Okay. But season two is when Danny Pudi and Alison Brie were sharing those Twitter posts that were hashtag Pierce or Chevy. And it was just him saying horrendous things during the film of season two. And you're like, I can't believe they put up with this man for as long as they did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, it was it was more just a, a point because I know it. I know it kind of comes to a head in season four. Um, yeah. To a to a degree. I'm hesitant to say five. too much because obviously Jack hasn't seen season of... four. But it's very apparent yeah, yeah, how yeah, his yeah. behaviour so more... affects the show. I, I I just I just wondered how early it started. Um, it's, it's crazy to think that this is the same character that is in season one, right? The the wise Pierce is like the one who gives those seen. speeches and whole, who of like you know what you call failure, I call breakfast, and the one who hugs Jeff when he's crying because Slater broke up with him. They're, they're not the same. Just do evil stuff no, in season one. They're just like, like a lot. Oh yeah, no, he does, but like the the affectionate sort of grandpa figure that he could have been. And is you know in like these sparse scenes is so at odds with. I don't know characters change like over the course of seasons and stuff, but even in as you say in season one, there's such a massive divide between him cuddling Jeff because he's upset because Slater broke up with him, and then like you know probably the next word, you know insulting the LGBTQ plus community or, you know. Whatever. Making some cheap I'm just, racial. I'm just glad we've hit the point where we're getting statement. this type of Pierce because I became very sick of the type of Pierce we were getting. Like those, the heartfelt moments, as good as as well written as they were, always felt shallow because they were coming from Pierce. Whereas, like now that he's just a villain, he just works better. <laughs> yeah, they were slightly out of place, I guess, weren't they? Because you'd say awful and do awful things all the time, and then you would have some like nugget of wisdom that he it, clearly like, doesn't follow himself. Him Whereas here, yeah. everything he does is just in the purpose of it being a villain. And now, when he goes back to like being a bit more kind-hearted in season three, it's because we've done this arc. Like, 
Yeah. yeah. It feels like earned. There's one thing I want to praise before I do stand up moments. And I think, and it's something that I noticed because there was a lack of it. I thought the sound design in this episode was incredible. The, the background noises, the, the 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 sound of people talk, moving the 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 sound of the walking the steps it's a very loud noisy episode that I noticed like everything that people do you can hear every single action someone sits down it's very loud someone picks something up very loud door much opens like, creaky much like the lack in of the music office really works I'd say the really office works. does that like all the sounds are very loud and it's and I don't think this is apparent in this one. Uh, maybe like in the way this one's written and like, like shot, that maybe they're trying to do the office a bit, and that becomes very clear later on in one of the other documentary episodes. <laughs> but yeah, it's solid. It's really well made. Yeah, I think it's a really, really good piece of directing overall and writing, of course. Um, Joe Russo did this one, so maybe we'll get a mockumentary Avengers or something. <laughs> Love well, that. we got that. Well, we actually did. Yeah. Well, that was Taika Waititi. Yeah. Should we do? Uh, we should do I've gone for when Jeff comes in and he's decided that he is ready to see his dad, which is a huge decision for him. And I've gone for what he says to Pierce, just because John McHale's performance with it is so good, because he really nails the like. Jeff trying to be like the cocky, funny guy that Jeff always is, but also like the fact that he's just breaking. And it's, um, oh, and I should probably tell you if you're lying to me, if my father isn't coming, if a car pulls up and anyone other than my father steps out, say an actor or you in a wig, or if you pull any Ferris Bueller, Parent Trap, Three's Company, FX, FX2, The Deadly Art of Illusion, bullcrap, I will <laughs> beat you and there will be nothing madcap or wacky about it. Understood? Crystal. And then immediately cut to Pierce yeah, reaching that, for the phone. That reflect, I think that, that, that reflects very well with the I will shatter your world. Shatter your world. <laughs> your world. <laughs> I've gone to work some mornings thinking about your impression of Pierce saying that. Like That's just been the thing that's got me going in the mornings. Shatter your world. Yeah, it's just it's an excellent John McHale moment. Like He's such a good actor. Uh, and my standout moment is the the realization of that the uh, like where he realizes almost instantly that it's Pierce and honestly it's not just the realization it's where he just starts attacking Pierce because that's how far he's what you say like we went from a Jeff in season one who didn't want to fight people he wouldn't you had to take off his watch and stuff because you know he was like oh okay hold on let me take off all my you know my keys my wallet and he just put it all to the side you know someone who was so had never been in a fight was so broken by this man that he only had he just had to fulfill that promise that he'd made there's no him. conscious thought in it it was oh, just, yeah it's how disappointment aggression why would you do something like this He's just, like, genuinely very upset. Like, it's... Uh, my standard moment for the... like It's the... It's the climax of all the emotions. Climax. In the, the most dramatic way for the, for the episode. Um, and I, I like that. Jeff, I, 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 I see what you say where you were like... Sometimes it takes theory. us a while to break up with toxic people. Um... 
yeah. where I'm thinking of the first, you know, is it Biology 103, 301, um, where, you know, Jeff can't deal with Pierce being back because... Because he did this. <laughs> stuff like this and yeah. other similar because things, it's... but every time Pierce makes one small comment, yeah. it's always going to remind him that he could go that extra step. He Jeff could go that extra Pierce step hurts further. the most regularly, and that's why Jeff takes the longest to come around on him. Then you also get with the... Apparently I have some things I need to say to my father, things that I, things that I may have screamed at Pierce instead. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but my father deserves it too. Excellent. Uh, Reese, it's your stand-up moment. Uh, an interaction between <laughs> two of my favourite characters. <laughs> hey, hi, I'm Jeff's dad. <laughs> hi, Jeff's dad, I'm... Brilla's dad. What? Why? I don't know. Got drunk. Didn't have a condom. And her mum gets freaky when she hears Oingo Boingo. Wish I could relate, but like my son, I'm a <laughs> Don't apologise. You're the guy that banged Brilla's mum. I have no standards. What do you say we can take a tumble? That's it. You're under arrest. I'm an undercover cop. It's not illegal to be gay. It is here in Iran. No, we're in the green zone. That's a rag stupid. Is the one that got me. Well, what do I know? I'm just a Jeff Winger's dumb gay dad. <laughs> a solid, 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 solid British uh, Jeff the political, the, 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 the yeah. political beatdown was perfect. <laughs> well, it's because it, it, it's going back to that. Um, British is like, oh, I'm going to help you and you're going to accept my help. And just like, okay, I can immediately just stop this by... Not going derail again. Yeah. What do I know? I have you know, no standards. This, this... I'm the guy that banged Britain. <laughs> 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 well, one thing I should. Well, she should definitely not do a psychology major after this. Um... <laughs> but yeah, I love this. It's just, it's just so funny. And like, like as I, I said, it, it, it comes from a real point of sincerity. They're both really unstable right now. Brit is in, an, is in a very giving mood because of her charity stuff. Jeff just doesn't want to hear any of it. So this is prime. This is prime Jeff lawyer, isn't it? This is the lawyer days where he could he could manipulate people into doing what he wants. And this is just another example of that. Yeah, but he's doing it because Brit is trying to force her. Uh, ideology is not the right word but her way of dealing with stuff onto him and that's not the best for him um so you know she might be coming from a a good place but you know if he says no you don't trick someone into going to therapy like she did with Arbed. you know that got her kicked out and yeah but sammy what does she know she's jeff winger's dumb gay dad I can't, I can't, can't argue with you there. Uh, Jack, what's your stand-up moment? It's just Troy's <laughs> face, isn't it? <laughs> I called it. I, I called this 20 minutes ago. Yeah. It's, love... it's just, what, what do you say about what a marvellous thing that is? Coming it's to the end beautiful. of season one, when we were discussing favourite characters, Jack was like, I can't see yet, Mike, why Troy's your favourite character. And now, like, over half the episodes in season two for a stand-up moment, Jack has just picked Troy. <laughs> something Troy's done, or something Troy's said, so or something good. Troy's looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's great. 
It's just the one joke is just the one thing throughout the whole episode, and it doesn't get old. It's because because there's seven <laughs> things, the, the well, re- six things. Yeah, seven if you count the documentary as a thing. They all get like two or three scenes, so none of them have the time to get old. But they pack so much. In. This is another one. We keep saying it for the show. They pack so much into twenty minutes that it's unbelievable. It's why we need 40 minutes to yeah. talk about episodes. How the like hell this? are we going to talk about because... the movie? <laughs> We're going to need hours. 